ladies and gentlemen, with June Whitfield, Wallace Eaton, and Robertson Hare, here is Frankie Howard. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, how are you? All right? Yes, thank you. Yeah, I was. I was. What? No, no, you laugh. I've had a, oh, I've had a vexing week. A vexing week. That's the only way to describe it. Well, so we started on Monday because I had this letter from the income tax people. Well, I knew it was then by the slogan on the envelope, blood donors urgently required. <laughs> I thought, hello, we're not satisfied with money any longer. Mind you, let's be fair, let's be fair. If you play ball with them, they'll play ball with you. So, I put on my overalls and a torn old Mac and my plimsolls and I didn't shave for a week and I shuffled round, you know. And, cause, and these interview rooms, these interview rooms aren't very cosy, are they? One chair and a spotlight. Then the, the inspector came in. You know the type. He looked as if he'd just read a will and been left out of it. And I think his hobby was vinegar tasting. Anyway, he got... He got my forms in front of him, you see, and the question started. Of course, we all, have to, we all have to cook up a few genuine tax losses. So he started about my farm in Hammersmith. <laughs> Was it still losing money? So I said, well, I had to think quickly, you see. So I said, well, I told him, I said, since they've built this flyover, the chickens have gone broody. <laughs> then he got round to dependents, dependents. That was a bit tricky. He wanted to know how long I'd had a niece. And did she have to live in a muse flat in Mayfair? <laughs> so I explained, you see, I said, Michelle wouldn't live anywhere else, I said, you see. Because he was very understanding. All very understanding, especially when I gave him Michelle's phone number. <laughs> now we're going to share the rent. <laughs> oh, I'm not simple, or oh, what? You have to cut down these days, don't you? I mean, and the phone bills? All the phone bills, you see, it's all oh, what? You have to watch those? Because you say, ah, no, well, nah. You see, I happen to be, no. On the white hall, no, don't giggle. I happen, no, don't, giggle-mongers. I happen to be on the white hall exchange. You know, it's very posh, because I'm sharing with Harold, in a way. And, uh, yes, oh, yes, with Harold. I found out last quarter. I was down for, I was down for three trunk calls to Moscow. And the wind, look at this one. No, no, you laugh. Take, take this weekend shopping. Everything's twice the price, isn't it? Take cauliflowers. They're so dear, you don't know whether to eat them or put them in a vase, do you? Mind you, I tell you what it is, you see, it's this affluent society we try and live in. You know, we've got a couple of young married couples near me. This the, the Smiths buy a fridge, you see, so poor old Jones has to fork out for one. Smith buys a spin dry, next day Jones has got one. I should laugh when old Smith had triplets. <laughs> the look on Jones's face, see, there's some things you can't do on HP, you know. Because my landlady, she's got the lot. She's got the lot. She's the her kitchen. Looks like Jodrell Bank. It's all dials and press buttons. She doesn't understand half of it. Last week she sent a frozen chicken into orbit. <laughs> I took her some cakes. My life, I took her some cakes the other day. Well, she's got, got a very sweet tooth. Pity she hasn't got the set, but never mind. There you are. <laughs> she was very appreciative. Oh, them eclairs was very nice, Mr. Howard. Oh, my Fred did enjoy them. No, they were for you, dear, not that layabout. Oh, now, don't talk about him like that, Mr. H. He does try, you know. He has got a regular job. Yeah, selling cup final programmes. <laughs> well, you see, he says he can't find his true niche. Johnny, we want to try and a good scratch. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> Anyway, 
Mr. H, we're what? off out again tonight. Are you? Yes, there's one of them French films on, and Fred thinks they're very educational. Yeah, we all know what he studies. <laughs> I've seen those pinups in his potting shed. It's the one who hasn't been raided. Oh, now, come on, my Fred's not like that. There's only one woman in his life. I know, dear. One of these nights I'll help you look for her. Oh! <laughs> Oh, Mr. H, you don't half tease me. Well, tonight. I'm not teasing her, it's true. I know, I must know, I must tell you, it's 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 finally happened to me the other night. I was all set for the evening, you see. I got me licorice all sorts and a cup of cocoa, and suddenly it packed up. The telly, no picture. I was tellyless. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Quarter to seven in the evening, what was I gonna do? You see, I was stranded. So I rang the higher set people, they weren't bothered. They said after 12 years, I was down to fourpence a week. <laughs> and they weren't turning out for that. There's a source, isn't it? Well, I find a nine-inch screen quite adequate. You can still get Charlie Drake life-size. <laughs> if you like for that sort of person. The trouble was, of course, how to fill the evening. So I tried a crossword puzzle in the paper. And, you know, because I'm not... The first clue was a bit tricky. Where was the Magna Carta signed? Well, any fool knows that at the bottom. But it didn't... <laughs> didn't fit. Didn't fit. I ran out of square, so I thought, now, what do I do now? I was just kicking my heels, and it struck me. What was the last thing I'd seen on the telly before it packed up? It was that advert. Look in at your local. So I thought, right, that's it. Empty the piggy bank and pop round to the flute and flypaper. <laughs> ah, here we are, the local. A barman. Uh, could I have a whimsy of bitter? Thank you. It's quite lively, isn't it? Quite lively crowd. Ah, it's a friendly-looking couple. Had a good day at the office, darling. Oh, fair, darling. Had a good day at home. Fair, darling. Have a drink, darling. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Usual, barman. So this is Peyton Place. <laughs> Can't wait for the next episode, can you? Well, it's a nice bit of weather we're having, isn't it? I suppose you've been having a go on the allotment. <laughs> I any, don't. Any, I haven't finished yet. Any trouble? Um, <laughs> any? Uh, no, no. Any trouble with your string beans? I don't happen to have an allotment. Oh no! Oh well, you wouldn't have time, would you? Not with that little dolly on the stool. <laughs> she perches very well, doesn't she? <laughs> Who? That bird there. Bird? That lady? Oh, a ladybird. <laughs> Please yourselves. Don't expect wit. Are you talking about my wife? Oh, oh, I didn't know. Oh, it could have been his secretary bird, couldn't it? She looks as though she, she looks as though she could take down very well. Dictation, of course. Shall we move to a table, darling? It's getting rather crowded here. Mm -hmm. She's all fur coat and no knitwear, isn't she? <laughs> We've got a right lot here tonight, haven't we? Oh, isn't it dead in this pub? Ah, who's for a game of table skittles? No one's playing. I'll have a go. I said there are people sitting there, you know. Well, I can always duck. Now, stand well back and here we go. Watch out for those... glasses. Too late. I didn't realise it was such a, a long bit of string. There's a table over there, dear. 
I'm going to stack up blood in here, all gin and jumpers. Help! I need somebody help. Pick on the juice box. Help! You know I need someone. Help! What on earth is that madman doing now? Oh, this is dreadful. What's the matter with you, Lord? I thought you were going to enjoy yourselves. Come on, let's join in. Come on. Come on, let's have a knees up. Well, you're looking so embarrassed. I don't mind if you don't know the words. Come on, I'm it. Come on, let's hear it, young girl. Let's see the colour of your garters. Come oh, on. You come in here, ruin a perfect good evening, insult my wife, turn the place into an absolute fair. Now, now, she'll stop this row. Oh, you see, now you've pulled the plug out. That's the Beatles round the bend. <laughs> what about you, Dad? What about you, Dad, over here on your own? I must confess you've done something to this place. <laughs> Normally I don't speak to a soul. I'm always on my own. Are you? Ah, tonight you're not. What are you going to have? A large brandy. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're always on your own. Oh, 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 your, oh, oh. your hijinks have taken me back a bit. Ah, oh, oh, good, good. I remember as a young subaltern, I was a gay blade. Were you? Uh, yes. Always had an eye for the girls, you know. Oh, saucy subaltern. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember one night at Romano's. Yes? I was with a flighty little pixie. Really? After three port and lemons, she was fondling my epaulets. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be telling me next she was meddling with your musket. <laughs> married the girl, of course, okay. when I was promoted to major in the Dragoons. Ah, the Dragoons, yes. Yes, I should think so. The Dragoons. Yes. Uh, then there was Sybil. Sybil. Oh, those were gay weekend house parties. You murky old major, aren't you, eh? <laughs> oh, yes. Dancing to the latest hits. The Charleston, the bunny hug. And they love my black bottom. Did <laughs> they? <laughs> Dirty old Dragoon. Thank you for your chatting. Not at uh, all. Perhaps we'll meet again. <laughs> and off he toddled. It's all gone quiet again. But the most exciting thing they do here is look for the salt in the crisps. Night, Gerald. See you all weekend. Good night. Good night. Well, don't push off yet. The evening is young. Have one with me. We've had all we can take of you. Well, don't get snooty. I'm in the here at all because my telly packed up. Well, in that case, I suggest you go into the other bar. They may have one in there. Oh, you should have said. Well, I'll pop in. would be a repeat. Oh, I've seen this. Well, we ain't, so shut up. Oh, you, you must have seen it. I can tell you did it. That bloke with a tattoo. You see, he was thick with the wife, and they got caught in the airing cupboard. <laughs> well, he got his ironed out. I've warned you once. Well, if you don't want to know. We don't. There's a better program on the other channel. Here, you leave that to and I stop fitting about with it. This one's packed up now. You great steaming nit! Just wait till I get my hands on you! I didn't bother to wait, I ran for it. Oh, fugitive Francis. <laughs> well, you were with half a dozen great louts after you. What a set of morons. Take away their telly, and they don't know what to do with themselves, do they? <laughs> yes, I, um... Yes, I, uh, have you, um, have you ever thought how you'd react in an emergency? I mean, the, I don't mean the normal thing like pretending to be asleep when the deck chair man comes down for the money. I don't mean that. Or <laughs> hiding when they come to read the gas meter. I don't mean that. 
especially when you've been at it with a penknife. No, I'm talking about a real emergency, when it's a matter of playing the hero or scarpering. Now, I, I mention this because this happened to me on the coast the other week, the coast. I was doing a spot of sailing, you see, because uh, sailing was hard work, battling with the wind. Because I will eat radishes for lunch, I'm silly to myself, you know. <laughs> and I suddenly saw this poor girl wallowing in the water. It was obvious she was all in, she was hardly moving. And there were boats all over the place, but no one took a blind bit of notice, so I thought, right, Francis, this is it. So I blew up my water wings, <laughs> and I took the plunge. <laughs> Don't panic, dear. <gasps> Help is at hand. I'm here. Go away. <gasps> Please go away. <gasps> it's a bit late for that. I'm here. Just keep calm. I am calm. <gasps> Will you please go away? I know exactly what I'm doing. You don't, you don't. You're so young. With the fullness of life ahead of you. You mustn't end it all now. It's senseless. I had to tread water for that bit. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. I certainly do. <gasps> Look, don't do when I'm owing. Do you mind? I'm here to rescue you, so I may as well. I'm soaked to the skin already. It's ruined in man-made fibre. Get away from her, dear. Here, get away. You can talk standing there in a boat. I've got you, dear. Don't struggle. Oh, oh. oh this, is, this is nice. Doesn't she? Oh, beautifully. Like a perky little pigeon. Oh. Now, come on, dear. I've got you. I told you once. Push off. Get out of it. Careful with that boat hook. Watch it. Oh, there's my left water wing gone. Don't worry, look. I'm all right, I tell you. <gasps> Hang on. We can still make it on one water wing. Hang on, tighter. Tighter. I'm no fool. <laughs> oh, she's a sport. Oh. Let me go. Let me go. You heard what she said. Cop this. Oh, you must be mad. That's my other water wing gone now. Oh, this means a belly landing. Help, help! Oh, it's all right, I've got you. Look, float on your back. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm rescuing you. Save your breath. You're going to need it. This can't be right. You've got it the wrong way round. I won't get a life-saving medal like this. Oh, don't spell that again, dear. We shall be here all night, won't we? Not far now, look. Just hang on and try not to swallow any water. Why, what's wrong with it? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm getting confused with all these oohs. It's a bit late now. My stomach's going in and out with the tide as it is. Oh, here we are. Look, the beach at last. I felt a right Francis, especially when she carried me up on the beach with me water wings flapping. <laughs> anyway, it turned out all right. She was the first girl to swim the channel with a passenger for the last hundred yards. <laughs> oh, sopping Francis. <laughs> Uh, I suppose you know that this game, you know, show business, can be a bit chancy, you know. It's not all penthouses and popses. <laughs> As Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage. That's all right if you're on it. But if you're resting, so to speak, you have to take other jobs. Naturally, I haven't had to demean myself like that for all weeks now. <laughs> the last time I had to fill in, I had a batch of domestic work. A spot of dusting and scrubbing, and believe me, I met some right little scrubbers. <laughs> it's a funny game, because you get sent all over the place, you know, and what, and what they expect you to do. The things I've emptied. Dustbins, 
teapots, theatres. <laughs> oh, mocking, mocking Francis! Mocking Francis! No, I signed on with this agency. It was called, it was, a clean, it was called Clean as a New Pinny, this agency. Clean as a New Pinny. Good morning. I'm Francis Howard, resting thespian. I see. You mean you're broke and you want the job? Well, in a way, I want something to keep my mind occupied. See, what can you offer me during my pause on the ladder of success? Window cleaning. <laughs> Window cleaning? Five bob an hour. I'll take it. Right. Now, this job's just come in. I think you'll like it. I'm sure I will. Window cleaning. Nothing like seeing life in the roar. I'll start before breakfast. That's the interesting time. Now, I've got the address here. You can pick up your equipment, start right away. And for heaven's sake, do a good job. We're very particular at clean as a new penny. Right. I had a shock when I got to the job. It was a 20-storey office block and all windows. Anyway, the bloke on the door of this building told me I had to use this cradle thing. You've seen those cradle things, like a plank on ropes. I didn't fancy that because I can get air sick just wearing thick socks, you know. <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd better have a go. So I got on this thing, this plank thing, and this old fool started pulling the ropes. Steady on! Let me off this! Not so high! Where am I? Where am I going? You'll be all right. Don't look down. There isn't any down. It's all gone. Ooh. Oh, I don't like this a bit. Not even getting danger money up here. How much higher? I'm in a cloud now. Air hog. I shall take his number. Well, I better show Willie. Where's my leather? I want all the water in the bucket slopped out. I'll tap on this window. Yes. What do you want? <laughs> Look, I've got to clean the windows. I wonder if you'd fill my bucket. Certainly not. You should have thought of that before you come up here. <laughs> I did, but I've spilt it all, the water. Wow. Then you'll just have to go down again, silly you. <laughs> he must be public relations. all I needed, dangling out here and no Mac. Get me down! Get me down quickly! <laughs> well, that was clever, I must say. I could have cut the rope. <laughs> it's good, good job I landed on my sponge. <laughs> well, I must say you let us down very badly, dear. Well, it's not like the letdown I had. It was a real crash dive. Well, we'd probably lose that contract now, and it's your fault, you clown, you. Oh, we did get in a tiz. I was very tempted to give him a slap with my chamois. <laughs> now, I'll give you one more chance. What? See, we've got a new client. A new client, yes. Yeah. Uh, she needs a new spring clean. It's a dreamy little house in Bayswater. Yeah. Now, you try not to mess this up. Right, I'll have a go at that. Right, yes. So, I picked up a clean penny, and off I went. Ah, number 28. This is it. Good morning. 
I'm clean as a new penny. Oh, I'm so glad. I've been waiting for you. Have you? I shall ruffle my penny here, I think. Do come in. Thank you. I suppose I was lucky to get you. Now do tell me, how long can you stay? Long enough to raise a little dust. <laughs> I'll get my feather duster out. Look. <laughs> oh, I say, you're tickling. Well, it's genuine ostrich feather. I can see you're prepared for anything. That's always been my motto. Well, I'm afraid the place has been rather neglected. Mm -hmm. You see, I've been away. Oh, don't give it a thought. It won't take me long to flick your knickknacks. <laughs> well, I, I should be so very grateful. You were. Uh, you won't miss anything, will you? I doubt it. I'm very thorough. Forgive Francis. I can be so previous. <laughs> I could forgive you anything. Could you? Mm. Shall we put it to the test? Oh, Ooh, naughty Francis. Oh, she's a sport. She's a sport. I say I know one thing. I'm going to ask for you. Every week. And I'll be round. As you can see, I'm a collector of valuables. And from now on, you've got another little treasure. <laughs> oh, precious Francis. <laughs> I, I must tell you, I had a nasty experience the other week. I was booked to perform in a very exclusive club at the Golden Pheasant in Macclesfield. And they don't come more exclusive than that. Because I don't work anywhere, you know. Oh, no, this place was very chic. Oh, yes, it was a converted engine shed. They did a very good job. It even had a revolving stage where the engines used to turn round. The trouble was, I hadn't perused the small print in my contract. I don't bother, you know. I just checked the fee, see if they got the right amount of noughts. Oh, that's it! Wasn't until I got there, I found out what I'd let myself in for. Ah. <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Allard. Welcome to the Golden Pheasant. Nice to have you with us. Ah, not at all. I, uh, I don't want to brag, but if stars of my calibre can't venture into the hinterland, it's a poor do, isn't it? Ah, uh, you're right. We've got a right good supporting bill. Good, good. And no strippers, I trust. I've had trouble with them before, you know. Banging on my dressing room door. Because you have to let them out in the end. <laughs> no, no. No, we've no strippers here. Ah. Now, let's see. We've got uh, the Mauler. Maulers. Mad Zulus. Brute Samson and the Werewolf. Well, they sound a jolly lot. I don't even know them. But then these pop stars are cropping up all the time. Straight from the 11 plus to the top 20. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you're right there. Now, Mr. Howard, let me show you to your dressing room. There we are. Ah. Hey, I think you find everything you need. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This looks more like a first aid post. What's the idea of the bucket and sponge? And the liniment and the bandages? Oh, well, that's just the usual gear for a wrestler. Ah, well, pardon? <laughs> wrestler? 
I'm Francis Howard, society entertainer. Darling of the smart set. Paper tearing if required. I don't, I don't indulge in horseplay, at least not in public. Society Enterprise, God, that's a new gimmick, society. Look, it's no gimmick. I was definitely booked for 50 minutes of f funny patter and a, a humorous ditty. Not here, you're not. You're down for eight rounds with a mangler. Mangler? Right. Known round here as the airy teller. Is he? Well, I'm not wild about airy. <laughs> Please yourselves. Nay, it's wrestling only at Golden Pheasant. All on the up and up. Is it? Well, I'm on the out and out. Good night. Send the check on. Uh, uh, no, you don't. You signed the contract and you're getting into that ring. The mangler's limbering up now. Yeah, I bet he is. I can imagine it. Sitting there eating bananas with his feet. <laughs> ring stay in his cage tonight. No, no, he'll be here in a minute. He likes to have a look at his victims, you know, just to remember what they were like. Look, he's not laying a finger on me. My looks are my living. No wonder I'm skint. <laughs> ah, here's the mangler now. Ah, you keep your distance. What in? All four foot six of him? The mangler? He would make a decent ringer. Watch it, mate. You won't be so big on your knees. Oh, look at him. All bald and bellicose. <laughs> Standing there in your, in your white boots and diamante trunks. You look like something out of Toyland. <laughs> you look like something out of a doll's hospital when I've finished with you. You impertinent puppet. I've got, I've got a mind to go into that room and teach you a lesson. A couple of crust buttock snatches and a Boston crab will soon squash the mangler's wurzels. <laughs> That's what I like. A bit of needle before we start. Always good for the customers. Now, uh, you'd better get changed, Mr. Alvarez. Oh, I shan't bother. Just slip my jacket off. I might roll my sleeves up. I don't want to cut it on my cufflinks. <laughs> oh, I'll see you in the ring. I'll say good night now. You'll be in no condition later. What a menacing little mangler. I'll be gentle with him. Just take the glitter off his day monty trunks. <laughs> right, Mr. Hard, it'd be best to get out there. Uh, I'll soon put the mangler out of his misery. <laughs> Can this be the tea set? Well, she's very young conservative, isn't she? Ladies and gentlemen, we come now to the main stand of the evening. Eight five million pounds between your old favourite, the Mangala. Get him, Mangala! Spread him all over the ring! And making his first appearance in the Golden President, the Pirocious Ferrosi Howard! Pull up the I won't hurt you. I'll just make it look good. Because it's all phony anyway, isn't it? I mean, nobody ever gets... Ah! Oh! Oh! What's my leg doing up here? <laughs> Over my shoulder. That's nothing. <laughs> I ain't even started yet. Well, cop this lock. Ah! No one's ever done that to me before. Not even my nanny on bath night. <laughs> She was like a thing possessed with that talcum. <laughs> Here's a new one. You'll enjoy this. <laughs> what happened? Where am I? In the third row, mate. And get off the first aid box before I clout you with it. Thank you, Florence Nightingale. <laughs> I think I'll stay and watch the rest of it from here. Ah, uh, that's what you think here. Mangler, catch! <laughs> ah! Oh, what a strong girl. 
I'm the hatchet's a quick encore. Come here, that's it. One hand here, bend over the knee so, and away we go. Are you back again? Well, most of me. Do you mind throwing the rest? No, all right. Let's face it, he doesn't want me in there, the mangler. He knows I'll get him in the end. And I did too. I was too smart for him. When she threw me back in the ring, I went straight into my stage act. He was out like a light. They counted him out while he was sound asleep. <laughs> it was a case of mind over patter. <laughs> Please yourselves. And for the last 30 minutes, you've been with June Whitfield, Wallace Eaton, Robertson Hare, and Frankie Howard. The script was by Charles Hart and Peter Bishop. The show produced by Bill Worsley.